1: Johnson's Air Conditioning is Naples' longest established air conditioning company. You can find out more by visiting their website and give them a call, johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. Is We have today's show including Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Brad Palumbo is a domestic correspondent with the Foundation for Economic Education. We'll visit with Brad, as well as Seton Motley, the and president of Less Government, and the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Always an interesting conversation with Bill Barnett. It is September the 9th, and on this day in 1776, the Continental Congress formally declared the name of the new nation to be The United States of America. This replaced the term United Colonies, which had been in general use. In the Congressional Declaration dated September the ninth, seventeen seventy-six, the delegates wrote, This is all continental commissions and all instruments where heretofore the word United Colonies had been used, the style to be altered to be the future of the United States. A resolution by Richard Henry Lee, which had been presented to Congress on September the seventh and approved on july the second, seventeen seventy six, issued the resolve that these united colonies are, and of right to be, free and independent states. As a result, John Adams, through July 2nd, would be celebrated as the most memorable epoch in American history. Instead, the day that is largely forgotten in favor of July 4th, when Jefferson's edited, the Declaration of Independence was adopted. This document also states that these united colonies are, and of right ought to be, free and independent states. However. Lee began with the line, while Jefferson saved it for the middle of his closing paragraph. By September, the Declaration of Independence had been drafted, signed, printed, and sent to Great Britain. When Congress declared it to be true on paper in July, was clearly the case in practice, as blood, patriot blood, was spilled against the British. On the battlefields of Boston, Montreal, Quebec, and New York, Congress had created a colony from a cluster of colonies, a country from a cluster of colonies, and the nation's new name reflected that reality I mentioned this before patrick o'donnell's book the indispensables is a terrific read it gives you a real sense of the, the severity of the revolutionary war and how the odds were so stacked against general washington and his troops well the state department refused to grant official approval for a private evacuation flights from afghanistan to land in third countries even though the Department conceded that the official authorization would likely be needed for planes to land in those nations, and according to emails that were viewed, Furthermore, the State Department explicitly stated that charter flights, even those containing American citizens, would not be allowed to land at Defense Department air bases. United States officials have pointed to the possible security threats from landing charter planes at military bases, saying that they lacked the resources on the ground to fully verify Flat flight manifests. Can you believe this nonsense? They're bringing over people we don't know that haven't been vetted from Afghanistan in flights. Just bring them right into this country and this kind of bureaucratic nonsense goes on. It's just unbelievable. Who are these people? The Biden administration's delaying a private evacuation efforts has been widespread source of frustration, infuriating rescue organi- organizers and even a prominent Democrat senator. Americans involved in the efforts to rescue those left behind in Afghanistan previously described their horror at what they say as inexplicable delays from the State Department that are preventing evacuation flights from leaving the country. Rick Clay, who runs the private rescue group Plan B, that's a great name for it, previously told Fox News that the State Department is the only thing preventing the flights he's organizing from leaving Afghanistan. Other organizers of separate rescue missions echoed Clay's criticisms. four Americans, a mom and her three children, were able to escape Afghanistan on money by traveling overland across the border to a neighboring country, while the State Department claimed to have facilitated the family's evacuation, the organizers behind the rescue mission said the department was exaggerating its involvement and deserves little or no credit for the rescue. These people in the State Department are bumbling idiots. I just can't believe... Can you imagine throwing up blockades and barriers to prevent people from leaving Afghanistan in full flights? It's unbelievable. Well, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen on Wednesday warned congressional leaders that the U.S. is on track to default on its national debt in October if the White House and Congress are unable to raise the debt limit. In Wednesday's letter, Yellen said the Treasury Department would likely run out of cash and exhaust extraordinary measures to keep the federal government within its legal borrowing limit at some point next month. Once all available measures and cash on hand are fully exhausted, the United States of America will be unable to meet its obligations for the first time in our history, Yellen said. Well, with all the things that are hanging fire right now, and I'm talking about $3.5 trillion human infrastructure bill, which whatever that means, uh, and with 1.2 trillion dollar uh, infrastructure bill, seems to me we should hold the Democrats to account. and one of the ways to do that is to refuse to approve the increase in the debt ceiling. Just just don't do it. Let it go into the vault. What's going to happen? Uh, maybe some late payments on some interest uh, to other countries. but uh, other than that, I realize that, that they've always caved in and always approved increasing the debt ceiling at the detriment to our kids and grandkids. I suggest, look, just say no. We thought about it. Nope, we're not increasing it. Not unless you uh, give up on these uh, infrastructure programs and uh, the, the spending, the social spending that you've got planned that's going to ruin the nation. That's my opinion. Well, President Joe Biden's approval rating has plunged below 40% this week, according to a new poll from YouGov and The Economist. Overall, approximately 50% of the 1,500 Americans surveyed disapprove of Biden's White House track record while only 39% approve. Even among registered voters, Biden's approval sits around 43% while his disapproval is up to 52%. Democrats still show strong loyalty to Biden with a 77% approval rating while 15% admit they somewhat disapprove or strongly disapprove of his actions over the last nine months. Approximately 89% of government GOP voters disapprove of Biden's performance and the crisis he's created since taking office. 56% of independents also disapprove. Those are big numbers. Hard to re- uh, recover from that. And while 55% of black Americans say they approve of the president, his approval rating among Hispanics is down to 41%. Even white women whose degrees, with degrees, a demographic which Biden gained ground on during the 2020 election, only approve of him by 53%. While approximately forty-two percent disapprove, Vice President Kamala Harris's poll numbers are also sliding backward. Overall, fifty-two percent of American voters have an unfavorable view of Harris, while thirty-nine percent have a favorable view. Even seventeen percent of Democrats dislike her more than the fifteen percent who disapprove of Biden. She's just not a very likable person. So the Biden right now uh, proved positive. Of course, these these uh, polls are always favoring the Democrats, usually D plus seven or D plus eight in terms of the percentages of uh, people who are polled for these uh, results. Well, after a shocking video went viral showing Republican gubernatorial candidate Larry Elder dodging an egg thrown by a far-left activist in a gorilla mask, I'm not kidding, that really happened, the GOP frontrunner announced on Twitter that he will not be stopped. In a tweet, uh, Wednesday evening, Elder vowed to save California and refused to let himself be intimidated. Today I kicked off the Recall Express bus tour. Before we uh, even left Los Angeles, my security detail was physically assaulted, shot with a pellet gun, and hit with projectiles. The intolerant left will not stop us. We will recall Gavin Newsom. We will save California, he tweeted. Good for you, Barry Elder. We're pulling for you. Of course, this big vote is coming up on Tuesday. GOP businessman Glenn Yonkin, who's taken a small lead over former Governor-Democrat Terry McAuliffe in Virginia's gubernatorial election, with less than two months to go, a new internal poll released Yonkin's campaign on Wednesday shows. According to a recent WPA intelligence survey, McAuliffe has fallen four points since early August in the three-way matchup, including Libertarian candidate Princess Blanding while Yonkin is surging forward five points, a nine-point swing. Now, the reason I bring this up, is this the canary in the coal mine? We're talking about Virginia and uh, California, two very prominent states now uh, considering ditching their Democrat governors for uh, Republicans. I think this might be something a uh, uh, foreboding of what's going to be happening in 2022. And by the way, results of canvassing in Arizona have been released. Election steal is now confirmed. There are 173,104 lost votes and 96,389 ghost votes. Lost votes are those votes where people voted by their votes were uh, voted, but their votes were discarded. Can you believe that? 90, almost 100,000 ghost votes are those votes cast by someone other than the voter assigned to the vote. Dead voters accounted for a significant number of both of these anomalies. Even independents increasingly know that Joe Biden did not legitimately win the 2020 election. Look at the latest survey from the Economist and YouGov poll: 42 percent of nonpartisan voters acknowledge the problems of the 2020 uh, presidential vote. President uh, people realize he was not legitimately elected as the president. With his polls and with these facts. Uh, will he have any traction going forward? I don't think so. This segment of the show brought to you by the good folks at Johnson's Air Conditioning, Naples' longest established air conditioning company. I hope you'll visit johnsonsairconditioning.com. Also brought to you by Life in Naples magazine. Be in the know and stay up to date by reading Life in Naples. The website is lifeinnaples.net. Coming up, we're going to be visiting with Keith Law, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance, that and more right here on the Bob Harden Show and the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show, here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: I'm Bob Harden, the host of the Bob Harden Show. One of my favorites for breakfast or lunch is Lulabee's Diner, providing great service, Fabulous food and a rockin' good time.
0: Bob Harden show, and now here's your host,
1: Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Gulf Shore Playhouse, bringing you professional New York style theater at its very best, and building a terrific uh, performing arts center in downtown Naples. You can find out more by visiting gulfshoreplayhouse.org. Coming up, we're going to visit with Brad Palumbo from the Foundation for Economic Education. Right now, we have Keith Flaw, co-founder of the Florida Citizens Alliance. Keith, thank you so much for joining us. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Keith. Tell us about the Florida Citizens
2: Alliance. Well, we're a, a, a not-for-profit a, a coalition of well over 100 groups now across the state, uh, 110,000 people growing, and uh, we focus on K-12 education. Uh, we're strong advocates for uh, parental choice, school choice, and, uh, of course, trying to get the uh, indoctrination and the pornography out of our schools.
1: Yeah, terrific organization. started. Well, I'm guessing, nine years ago. I was at the uh, founding me- meeting of the uh, Florida
2: Citizens Alliance. And the you- time flies when we're having fun. Right?
1: Exactly, and you've accomplished <laughs> so much, Keith. You and uh, Pastor Rick and your great work up in Tallahassee, doing great things for kids in uh, Florida. So uh, it's been a while since we've really talked about what's going in ter- on internally with the Florida Citizens Alliance. I understand you have a new website.
2: And we have a brand new website. I invite your listeners to go check it out. It makes it very clear what we're about. Uh, so I, uh, it's it's just very refreshing. Um, there are four major categories on it. One is legislation, and we're just kicking off uh, the legislative cycle. So we'll be doing action alerts there and evaluating education bills and making it easy for uh, people who are following along to weigh in with their legislators. So. Uh, we have a whole section on community. Uh, we used to call them watchdog groups. We've rebranded that the kids first. Watchdogs had too much emphasis on school boards and not enough on kids. So we've shifted the whole focus uh, of the uh, to a community focus to really try to engage businesses, community, parents, um, you know, in trying to improve uh, the education for our kids. Uh, we have a category on solutions, uh, which uh, we, we have numerous, solutions that we're promoting homeschooling and many of the scholarships here in ta- in uh, Florida. And and then of course we have an event section. We have some exciting events though. Uh, one in process and two coming up. So
1: sounds great. And now is the website address the same?
2: Exactly the same.
1: So yeah. go so, flpa uh, go flca goflca.com. C- goflca.com C- is com. the website. Correct. So uh you mentioned events. What events do you have coming up?
2: Well, we're we're in the middle of a, a, a major fundraising event right now. Um, we're calling it the 2021 uh, Liberty Challenge 2021. Our goal is to raise 175 thousand bucks dollars. Pardon me. <laughs> and and as of uh, uh, this morning, we're setting at 118 against our goal. So um, we do have a Wasi Foundation as part of that. 175 has given us a twenty five thousand dollar challenge. Um, and if we raise 25000 of what they describe as new money, and that's kind of a unique to ne- definition, they will write a check for another twenty-five. dollars So uh, we're really focused on getting uh, new donors, uh, but a new donor is anybody who uh, makes an, a, a d- donation directly to us, and it doesn't matter if you bought tickets to an event, that doesn't count. That's not really a, a new donation in their minds. It's just making a donation to us. So uh, we're well on our way, and we invite people, uh, Know your listeners to uh, help us reach that goal.
1: That sounds terrific. Well, I'm just encourage our listeners to weigh in. I, I promise you that a dollar spent supporting the Florida Citizens Alliance is a dollar well spent and well invested into uh, kids' education in Florida. Not a lot of overhead with this organization. Keith and others work at uh, on their own dime. They're not they're not being paid for what they do, and we really appreciate it, Keith. So again, we, we, go we FLC. Have a Go we have a other com. Major events, if yeah, I can. yeah, sure.
2: Um, we have uh, on October 5th at Sea to Table, uh, we have Alan West coming in. Alan is uh, many, many people here in Florida know Alan. He used to be a congressman over on the on the uh, East Coast. Uh, he's running uh, in Texas against Governor Abbott, and he's coming in at Sea to Table on October 5th. Um that, that'll sell out quickly. Uh, Alfie and his team are going to put that up on their website next week, and I expect that'll, that'll go quickly. Uh, when we did Denisha Souza a year ago, it sold out in four days. So yeah. um, people can do that. And then another really exciting event we're kicking off in October is uh, it, it, it's going to focus on the Constitution, but we decided to – it's a six-month series – we're going to be inviting in uh, national speakers. Our first speaker is Chris Ann Hall. Uh, the title of the event will be uh, Politics Power uh, Versus People's Rights. And um, we're, we're really engaging kids in this, um, high school kids. Uh, we're actually going to be um, provide, uh, doing essay contests uh, uh, for each of these events. and. Uh, Giving scholarships to the winners, so wow, um, that's kind of an exciting event for us uh, to really engage the community and kind of update their their focus on on, on their rights uh, versus power and politics. Yeah, and, so plus, and so.
1: plus it also supports the uh, civics initiative uh, that was created by the governor and his Absolutely. administration. So that's just really terrific. Keith. So uh, now, just backing up a little bit, uh, the first event is Seat to Table. What time of day and how much is it?
2: It's, there's two different versions. Uh, it starts at four thirty if you want to come for a for an early bird dinner, uh, and then it'll it'll go till nine. If you don't not interested in the dinner, you can come at six o'clock, and uh, it'll be six to nine. Right. Um, so it's it's there's two options there on uh, whether you want to join us for dinner or not. Uh-huh. Um, so that's on the fifth.
1: Okay. Thank you, Keith. And then, uh the event on the did you say October fifth?
2: October fifth for uh, Alan West, and and the kickoff for the, the this power, uh, politics power and uh, versus people's uh, series starts on October fourteenth. Fourteenth, and the October fourteenth event will be at the the, the Silver Spot Theater. Fabulous, run a couple of their theaters.
1: So again, that's all. I, I'm assuming all that information is on the all, uh, website.
2: All, all on the new website
1: goflca.com uh, goflca.com uh, and when you're there make a contribution support the one hundred seventy-five thousand 2021 initiative to support the uh, florida citizens alliance keith i always appreciate you any other events coming up
2: uh well we've got a big event uh, it's also on the website but it's the fourth down on the list because it's not till march 9th of uh, next year and that's with uh um, Dennis Greger and Charlie Kirk. And wow, will be our, our, our annual uh, gala event. Uh, most of your listeners who are following along will remember we had Ben Carson and uh, General Jerry Boykin uh, at our last event. So um, this will be so all four events are there, but they're kind of in sequence in terms of uh, you know when they're happening.
1: All right, Keith. Genuinely appreciate your uh, what you're doing for the community for education here in Florida. Keith Law Florida Citizens Alliance. Thank you so much for
2: joining us. Uh, Thank you, Bob.
1: My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to be visiting with Brad Palumbo. He is a uh, a domestic correspondent with the Foundation for Economic Education. That and more right here in the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Hardin Broadcasting Network. Bob Harden Show. And now here's your host,
1: Bob Harden. Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by the Foundation for Government Accountability, creating policies and programs to get able-bodied folks off of welfare and back to work. And that's just one of the terrific initiatives at the Foundation for Government Accountability. I hope you'll check out the website, thefga.org. We're expecting Brad Palumbo, but apparently we got our signals crossed, so he's not available right now. But uh, we have a lot to talk about, and I'd like to start off with a letter written to Joseph R. Biden, President of the United States at the White House, from the Honorable Kellyanne Conway. And uh, she writes, this and this letter went out on yesterday. She says, I'm in receipt of the letter you sent me today demanding I resign from the Board of Visitors to the United States Air Force Academy or be terminated by 6 p.m. tonight. News reports suggest you've made the same demand of other men and women who are duly appointed to the service academy boards. Three former directors of presidential personnel inform me that this request is a break from presidential norms. It certainly seems petty and political, if not personal. The result is that faithful and willing public servants will be discouraged or thwarted from service. Our service academies will risk being further politicized and polarized. Your decision is disappointing but understandable given the need to distract from a news cycle that uh, you've mired in multiple self-inflicted crises and plummeting poll numbers, including a rise in the COVID cases, a dismal job re- jobs report, inflation, record numbers of, of drugs coming across the uh, southern border, and of course the chaotic and deadly withdrawal from Afghanistan that has left hundreds of Americans and thousands of Afghan allies stranded under Taliban rule. It is an honor to serve on the Board of Visitors of the United States Air Force Academy. The brave men and women in uniform represent the best of our great nation. It is also a privilege to serve a president whose actions resulted in the deaths of terrorists like al-Baghdadi and Qasem Soleimani, rather than the president whose actions resulted in the deaths of 13 U.S. service members. I'm not resigning, she said, but you should. Sincerely, Kellyanne Conway. And then she's copied all kinds of folks, but can you believe that to this guy, Joe Biden, is asking, is going to terminate people who are appointed by President Trump to serve as trustees for the military academies? Just a real shame. By the way, one other thing Toby Rogers, a PhD, and he's written, I saw this post on Twitter, and I couldn't help but share it with you. He said the government could have given away vitamins, A, C, D, zinc, intermectin, and hydroextrachloroquine at stadium drive through sites and pop-up clinics and churches nationwide. Life would have been already returned to normal, but health was never the goal because there is no money or power in that. So well said, Toby Rogers, uh, Ph.D. Well, uh, independents increasingly know that Joe Biden did not, allegi- uh, oh, we already covered that, didn't legitimately uh, win the, gov- uh, the election. We know that now. But President Biden on Tuesday traveled to New York and New Jersey to tour areas struck by deadly flooding from Tropical Storm Ida. But he received a hostile welcome from some northern New Jersey residents who heckled him and flashed middle fingers. But he killed at least 50 in the Northeast last week, 13 of them in New York City. Manville man shouted, "Resign, you tyrant!" <coughs> as Byron toured a devastated neighborhood, a pool report said the heckler was standing with a Trump flag in his front yard. Reporters positioned between Biden and the irate local said the president did not react to the taunts. Other pro-Trump uh, protesters had greeted Biden's motorcade along its route through New- North New Jersey. Uh, multiple protesters were photographed giving the president the middle finger as he drove from Hillsborough Township to Mid. Nearby Manville, one person held up a flag, U.S. flag turned protest banner that said F Biden and F you for voting for him. (laughs) A lot of anger towards towards, uh, Biden. Still, other people appeared to appreciate the president's visit. He gave out hugs and words of encouragement while walking past Manville, front yard strewn with uh, water damaged furniture. But Biden's trip also contained confusing moments, including when the president said that the word tornado was an antiquated term. First we heard about it. I guess this is breaking news. Looks like a tornado. They don't call them that anymore. They hit the crops in the wetlands in the middle of the country in Iowa and Nevada. I mean, it's just across the board. (laughs) Biden said during, you know, word salad, said during a a listening session with officials. Biden's emphasis on blaming climate change and using it to justify passage of his $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill and $3.5 trillion social spending bill. Both bills of money for climate change projects and are broadly branded by Biden as his Build Back Better agenda. He says, for decades, scientists have warned of extreme weather and it would be more extreme and climate change was here, and we're living through it now. We don't have any more time, Biden said during a briefing with Governor Phil Murphy and uh, FEMA Administrator Deanne Criswell. I've been on the telephone or on the road an awful lot between California, Idaho, New Orleans. Excuse, not Orland, New Orleans, Louisiana, but in New Orleans, Mississippi, and you know, here. I mean, every part of the country, every part of the country is getting hit by extreme weather. And we're now living in real time what the country is going to look like, Biden said. We can't turn it back very much, but we can prevent it from getting worse, Biden said. Well, he makes this stuff up. Isn't it amazing? The president who approved disaster declarations for parts of New Jersey and New York will be on Tuesday afternoon to visit Queens, where 13 people died after Ida's torrential rains produced flash floods that poured into basement apartments, trapping the residents. Angry Woodside residents ripped into other Democrats as they surveyed flood damage, including Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, and Mayor Bill de Blasio, for not doing enough to warn New Yorkers about preparing for the approaching storm and then blaming climate change. Biden last Friday toured parts of Louisiana, where Hurricane Ida made landfall as a Category 4 storm and where thousands are still without power amid the devastation. We're not talking about thousands, we're talking about tens of thousands still without power. He took the opportunity to tout his infrastructure package that also includes programs to curb climate change. Can you imagine leaving him with an open pocketbook to fix climate change? What well, is this just unbelievable? Hurricane Ida, he can't organize a two card funeral. Uh, hurricane Ida is another reminder that we need to be prepared for the next hurricane and superstorms that are going to come, and they're going to come more frequently and more ferociously, Biden said on Friday. Unbelievable. Uh, this whole climate change thing is a farce, obviously. We've been having intemperate weather for a long, long time, and it's no worse now than it was in the 19th century or the 20th century. Also, Congressman By- uh, Matt Getz <clears throat> has been exonerated and the Department of Justice sex trafficking investigation has shut down as the man who uh, made the false allegations is now behind bars. Florida developer and convicted fraud Stephen Alford faced a judge on Tuesday after he was indicted for extortion. According to the new unsealed indictment, the 60-year-old spread lies about Getz as part of his complex scheme to defraud Getz's father of 25 million bucks. Alfred is alleged to have been involved in a scheme to obtain money based on false promises or guarantees he made to the victim of the Alfred, who could uh, deliver a presidential pardon for a family member of the victim. Getz has adamantly denied the sexual misconduct allegations and called uh, Alfred's claim a pile of lies. The Federal Bureau of Investigation is now working to determine who else was involved in the shakedown attempt. Meanwhile, Alfred is currently in custody of U.S. Marshals. This is a story you're not going to find in the mainstream media, but he has now been exonerated. Of course, uh, they will allow in the mainstream media for these uh, rumors to continue to perpetuate, to bring down Getz because he's a very powerful and strong speaker, as well as re- representative in the House of Representatives. <clears throat> All right, coming up, we're going to visit with Seat Motley, the co founder the founder of, the, of uh, Less Government. That and more right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network. Bob Hartman.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. It's brought to you in part by Choice Social, a new refreshing social networking platform. You can download the app by visiting the website choicesocial.us. Coming up with a visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Right now we have with us Seaton Motley, the founder uh, and president of Less Government. Seaton, thank you so much for joining us.
3: You know, I, I interacted with the late great Rush Limbaugh who declared himself the mayor of Realville. <laughs> and I didn't want to ask him. I, I wanted to ask him, "Can I take up the mantle when you?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, but, but he didn't. Unfortunately, you know, I didn't want to. I didn't want to do that. No. He was a, obviously a great man, and I didn't want to. He was he was dwelling on his. Legacy at the at the end, and and it was sad because he obviously had a great one, and he thought he hadn't accomplished anything. So anyway, and you know, there'll
1: never be another Rush Limbaugh. He was truly the greatest. It was,
3: you know, his show was was transformative or transportational in a way that I haven't found any other show to be.
1: Right. He, you, uh, you
3: sit down, and all of a sudden it's three o'clock. You're like, well, what the hell happened? Where, where, where did the the, where did the afternoon go? Now, yes.
1: t- to his credit, I mean, I uh, re- recall listening to phone calls of people saying that I used to be a Democrat, but now I listen to your show and I've changed, <laughs> changed my stripes. It was so refreshing because the man had so much great information. It was so entertaining to f- to listen to him as well. Just it, well
3: uh, he was he was, a, uh, he was an amazing man. I, I uh, was fortunate enough. I started interacting with him, I believe, in 2009. I I met him. <clears throat> Uh, made his acquaintance through my last job at the Media Research Center and we just kept up the communication and he'd occasionally, he'd, he'd do like 10 minute segments on pieces I'd written. It was fantastic. Yeah, it was, really yeah it, it, so we're, it was really, really, he was, like you said, He there there will never be another one.
1: Right. Well, we continue to carry the mantle for your pieces because they're good, Teton. <laughs> And, w- Thank you. and yeah. one of them, uh, the latest, is reverse globalism. We must re-insource ins- re- and rethink everything. Maybe you can tell us about it.
3: Yeah, you know, we've spent the last you know, seven fifty years, anyway, well, yeah, 50 <coughs> years, uh, starting really, well, let's go back to World War II. We won the world, we saved the world from World War II because we were able to ramp up and mass-produce everything. Mm-hmm. Tanks jeeps, machine guns pistols you know we had we were a manufacturing country unlike any the world had ever seen ever and then we decided to outsource it all yeah which was the single stupidest thing a country's ever done is to, is to so you know and we started doing this in the early 1970s and to be so close in history to the unbelievable manufacturing success of World War II less than two decades earlier and say you know what we're going to get rid of all that and of course the reason we got rid of it all was because corrupt politicians worked with CEOs who would get richer by going to third world countries like China communist China and and hiring slave labor for a dollar a month and making cheap crap and then importing it and who cares about the thousands and you know the, the ultimately the tens of millions of us employees who who are no longer employees as yeah, a result yeah. the bottom line's better the ceo's pays better the stock price is better but our country is worse right and of course during this 50 years of stupidity computers became more and more and more and more important and vital to computer use are you can call them microchips. You can call them soft. You know, uh, semiconductors. You can call them chips. They're chips. They're the computer brains. They, 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 they hold the brains in the co- in every device. The phones, the computers, everything. Well, they that became, they became important during our fifty year hiatus from reality when we were not manufacturing anything. Right. So now we've been in a year plus. Manufacture. We've been at a year-plus chip shortage, which I it, it coincides with the pandemic. But I, you know, it's it's the Latin phrase "post hoc <laughs> ergo proctor hoc." It follows, therefore, because of. Uh, but I don't think I don't think one has anything to do with the other. Yeah. We just have a. You know, it's why you can't buy a car. No one can get any new cars because there's a chip shortage. That's why people are paying ridiculous prices for used cars because they they're already made. Um, you can't get you know i just heard a guy on the radio say he's been looking for 8 months for a xbox for his kid and he can't find one yeah. because there's no chips so anyway i did, you know i looked into it it took me 2 seconds 75% of the world's microchips are made in asia mm-hmm. which means either a china mm-hmm. or b tiny countries around china who can be bullied by china right so that's a problem. Plus, China's no dopes; they're pressing their advantage. They've been buying manufacturing equipment, chip manufacturing equipment, from Japan, from Vietnam, from from um, Taiwan. Countries that are, you know, the other Asian countries that are producing chips are now selling their equipment to China. Um. and of course. Now we're we're <laughs> over a barrel on something, you know, okay, if if we stop being able to import televisions, okay, that's, you know, but this is everything digital, this right. is everything computer. Right. And we don't have a manufacturing sector for it, to any significant degree. So I you know, I've been banging this drum for a while now. There are some people in DC who realize this is actually a problem, including by the way Joe Biden who at one point staggered into rightness. Has stumbled into rightness and said semiconductors are infrastructure. Now, in this $5.4 trillion nonsense, two-bill nonsense, there's zero dollars for this, mm. which just shows how stupid the definition of infrastructure is in D.C. and how wasteful they are, of course. Yeah. But what I'm saying is we are so far, behind, as conservative as I am, as less government as I am, this is a national and economic security imperative. If it takes, and it, it will, unfortunately, if it takes some initial government startup money to jumpstart this manufacturing base that we so desperately need, I'm not opposed to it. In fact, I'm for it.
1: Well, see, you know, it just reminds me of uh, how how the Trump policies the uh, are so effective in terms of bringing uh, people and capital here to the United States. That's you know, right. Janet, Janet Yellen wants to have a, a worldwide global tax. A minimum tax for corporations, which is just plain nonsense. Uh, what right. we should do is compete, so we are the best place in the world to ho- to home your corporation. Some of these corporations, look, they don't have loyalty to the United States. The fact of the matter is, they're international corporations, and most they're of them, and most of the, they go
3: to whatever whatever <coughs> cove will give them the best terms.
1: Absolutely. So we should make, just like, for example, here in Florida, we make. We make it the most attractive place for people to do business and for families right. to move. We should do the same thing as a country, and, in, and that way. And,
3: and you and I have talked about that for years with farmers. Right. They're getting ripped off by stupid trade deals. Right. International trade deals. We have to low, you know. And there's, as you said, there's an international and a domestic component. We need to lower taxes. We need to lower regulations for sure, especially on farmers. Um, And we need to go international and do a better job of ensuring that there's a level playing field for our farmers when they send their goods to market. Likewise, with everything, you know, fill in, it doesn't matter what commodity or, or product you're talking about, the terms are all the same. We need less government here and better terms around the world.
1: And what are we doing? We're doing exactly the opposite. Make, yes. Build back better. I, I, I love the line of building back better. It looks like that we were, when he said that we were focus, focusing on Afghanistan. Well, I, I wrote understand.
3: a piece a year ago saying called Build Back Never.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's just
3: analyzing a, he, his – he had just at the time announced that that was one of his campaign slogans. And I said, no, he's actually going to build back <clears throat> never.
1: Yeah. Or he's going to build back the wrong stuff for the wrong – Well,
3: he's going to build back – you know, uh, Taliban's better. Yeah, exactly. Um, China's better. Yeah. You know, uh, again, this. Uh, speaking of Microsoft, uh, I mean microchip uh, creation, you need rare earths, lithium, and a bunch of other things to do these computer things. During our 20-year folly in Afghanistan, we uncovered a trillion dollars worth of mineral, rare earth minerals in in Afghanistan. We said, we're not going to touch that because we don't want to look like we're colonizing the country. Oh, gosh. Well, we're out of there now. And Guess who's in there <laughs> and starting to dig into the rare earths?
1: Unbelievable. Seton Motley, again, the. Neighbor China.
3: Yeah. Neighbor the- China. Yes.
1: Seton Motley, the founder and president of Less Government. I encourage you to visit the very robust website All of this co- many of these columns. Again, lessgovernment.org is the website. You can also follow Less Government on Facebook. Seton, I always appreciate your commentary here on the show. Thank you so much for joining us.
3: Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate it.
1: My pleasure, indeed. All right, coming up, we're going to visit with the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett, that and more, right here on the Bob Harden Show on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
0: Stay tuned for more of the Bob Harden Show here on the Bob Harden Broadcasting Network.
1: To find out more and to make a reservation, visit NaplesCulinaryWalks.com. That's NaplesCulinaryWalks.com for a great value and a terrific dining experience. Do You have an extra auto you'd like to donate to charity? Maximize your tax deduction, support your favorite charity, and help a local child in need by calling Naples Auto Donation Center. Center is a not-for-profit licensed car dealer. Just call NADC at 692-9840 and they'll take it from there. You get a properly documented tax deduction for whatever the vehicle actually sells for, Your designated beneficiary charity gets half the profit after fix-up costs, and the net revenue generated by NADC goes to Friends of Foster Children to provide tutoring and other enrichment activities for foster children the government doesn't provide. And NADC is also one of the few places in Collier County that sells inexpensive cars that actually run to folks who would otherwise not be able to afford one. It's a real win-win. Call Naples Auto Donation Center at 692 or visit the website, nadckids.com. You'll
0: be glad you did. Welcome back to the Bob Harton Show. And now here's your host, Bob Harton.
1: Thanks so much for joining us here on the show. And we're providing you news and commentary rooted in a commitment to individual liberty, personal responsibility limited government, and the rule of law. We have with us the former mayor of Naples, Bill Barnett. Bill, thank you so much for joining us.
4: Bob, always a pleasure, no matter where I am on a Thursday morning, to hear your cheery voice.
1: Thank you. Is it loud and clear? Can you hear me?
4: Yes, I can. I don't. I don't know whether you fixed it or whether you have to scream at the top of your lungs. I'm Peter. screaming at
1: the top of my lungs, Bill. <laughs> <laughs>
4: well, hey, I can hear you, and that's a good thing.
1: Thank you, Bill. So, any good scoop in Naples?
4: Well, I'm. Uh, you know, there was another candidate that uh, that put his uh, hat, hat in the ring for uh, city council uh, a couple of days ago. I guess his last name is Dugan. Um, he is. He is. Um, President, I guess of the Republican Party. Uh, that's what I read, anyway. Um, and um, I don't know him uh, or much about him. So as uh, time goes by, we'll find out a little more. Um, and uh, I think that that city council race is going to be uh, going to be more exciting uh, in February than anybody anticipated.
1: I right, think coming. you're going to
4: see some new candidates in there. And next week, I'll give you one. Uh, that i like very much has not announced yet so i don't want to say anything but um that'll be first on the list for next week for you
1: yeah hey february it is coming up pretty quickly and, and by the way these, well these <laughs> races are not are non aren't they in other words no it, they're
4: not they're non <laughs> correct correct so so, so <laughs> we'll 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 have fun uh uh handicapping them as the months go by you know what i mean i
1: certainly do so uh, <laughs> uh has there been a meeting a city council meeting lately
4: well, uh, speaking of, there is one um, today, uh, and it's usually on Wednesdays, but um, who knows why the mayor does anything. So um, uh, today, and this was interesting, uh, um, I received a copy of an email, probably probably wasn't supposed to get to me, but it did. And it was an email from Heitman to, to a few people. She sent it out on, on a personal email. And one of the things that she said on there was that um, it's September, thank goodness, and we're going to have a new city manager. Now, Bob, I can tell you that they're just interviewing firms for city managers today, okay? And if she thinks for one minute that there's going to be a candidate that would be hired in September, unless she has somebody lined up uh, like she did with the city attorneys, um, that's not going to happen. So... I don't know. I don't. I just. I don't know where she is there. Yeah. Um. But anyway, it was a, it was an an inter- interesting uh, interesting letter, and um, they were talking about um, some candidates and uh, uh, who could make it and who couldn't. I um also heard that um, one of the candidates. Now I'm not. I, I believe that this is a true statement and I and I certainly apologize if it isn't, but I have heard that Mr. Oppenheimer had a stroke. Oh no. Yeah. So um it was on a uh, it was on a Facebook post by someone who's pretty legitimate, so um I don't think anybody would make something like that up. No. But uh we wish him well and uh uh sad to hear. Sad. Um and other than that there they've got a whole bunch of stuff on their agenda today and then they have i think they have a cra meeting and um uh so we'll <laughs> you know who, who knows how long it'll run or 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 what'll go on but uh it's um it's always uh, it's always kind of fun to watch and listen in
1: yeah it's got to be torture for the uh for the staff as well as the other city council members to sit through Eight ten hours of meetings and, and accomplish very little, if anything. So it's
4: well, but yeah, that not, not, that's the biggest thing. You know, you feel for the staff, and uh, she made a remark. Uh, uh, the mayor made a remark at the last meeting that uh, that really stuck, and she said they were discussing staff leaving, and she said, "Well, none of the staff has left because of basically because of her or or her management team," and it's like. Um, nobody <laughs> took her on with that, but I'll tell you what, there were some interesting looks, uh, uh I guarantee you that, um, because of course they left because of her and because of what was going on with, uh, management. I mean, poor Charlie Chapman, he got run out. The city attorneys got run out. Uh, there are, were very, very good staff members that, that were there for years that decided that, uh, the, uh, grass was definitely greener on the other side. And so they exited the city. So, you know, for her to make a remark like that, she must have a pretty big ego. I can tell you that. Yeah. So, oh, oh,
1: remind us for our listeners that may not be familiar with uh, city uh, machinations. Uh, the city man- the current city manager has uh, has he he was temporary, wasn't he? I've forgotten the details. Well, Dana
4: of. Dana Souza was our assistant city manager, mm-hmm. and he's now the interim city manager. Now, and, and candidly, I have no idea, nobody else does either, whether he's going to s- stick around or whether he's going to uh, exit as well. It's very, you know, you, you, you can imagine being a city manager, and as you just said before, uh, the meetings, the, the, the confusion, uh, uh, the, everything going in different directions, and it's got to be as tough on him as anybody and his staff. Yeah, I agree with your statement. That's um, that's probably the biggest. you know what I mean?
1: I do. So, hey, let's take a step back, and I'd love to get your comments and thoughts on some of the things that are going on around the globe, Afghanistan, inflation, sure. you name it. Uh, anything pop to mind?
4: Well, just watching everything, Bob, it just seems, you know, and you might as well throw COVID in there with the masks or the no masks and the, you know, the kids wear them in school. Do they not And every... And then now I see they're on Fauci, um, criticizing him, I was reading an article yesterday about he didn't uh, uh, exactly tell it the way it was, and um, I think he's kind of falling out of favor a little bit with some people. But I, I think I think he did a pretty good job. I mean, especially from the beginning, you know that as the longer it goes, the tougher it gets, and um, Afghanistan. I mean, what what else can you possibly say about it, Bob? Uh, it, <laughs> was, it was a total disaster, disaster.
1: <laughs> a total disaster indeed i will say that uh, fauci i mean unfortunately he did lie i mean the uh, no he 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 lied to congress i mean uh, the uh, the senator from kentucky basically said i want to give you an opportunity to withdraw your statement from a previous meeting then you said uh, that you'd had nothing to do with gain of function research. Well, of course he did. That we've got the the evidence that proves that he did. So he's lied. I, he's also been referred now to the Department of Justice. We'll see if he ends up. Yeah. We'll see if he ends up getting convicted or, or at least taken to trial for for his uh, what he's done.
4: Well, no do no good deed goes unclaimed, Bob. You know that.
1: <clears throat> it's true. But um, uh,
4: so so. You know, and, and then, I mean, it just seems as if um, there there's a lot of turmoil over there. I think people are def- absolutely, definitely concerned, you know, about the COVID and the new strains. But I'll tell you one thing that's it, very strong up here um, in New York. We've had some good conversations with some friends up here and everything else. I don't think anybody's going to step back. Do you?
1: No, I mean, uh, I, where do you stand with regard to masks for kids in school? What do you think? <laughs>
4: Well, you know what, Bob, if it's not going to harm them uh, um, and if, if it will do some good, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm not over over, over overboard on, on either. I mean, I, I see the other side of that as well. So, I mean, I guess I could just take a neutral position on that because some school districts are absolutely yes and some are no. And I don't think there's any defining um, mandate. Yeah, you know what I mean for the across the board.
1: Yeah, no, I, t- I tend to be uh, support the governor on this, and I, you know, kids. Uh, f- well, you know, we uh, we get rid of waste out of our bodies through uh, a couple of sources. One place is our mouth, right? And, and we have a lot of waste coming out of there, and uh, some people end up with what they call, and dentists call, mask mouth. Oh it, yeah! It creates all kinds of infection in your mouth uh, because of wearing a mask. Also, there's all kinds of the waste I'm talking about is bacteria that can be very harmful to kids. And it's supposed to be exhausted or, or sent out of your body, but it ends up being trapped in a mask and kept close to your body. That's right. just that's just not healthy.
4: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, there, there, I'm supposed I, there's other sides to that as well. But you're you're right. I mean. Um, but I think, and then, but you see, it—it's different all over the U.S. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, see, uh, uh, the one thing that we tend to discount is the fact that we have immune systems. If we ha- get a good night's sleep, we take right. some zinc, we take some uh, vitamin C, we make sure that we get some sunshine outside, we eat properly. So, right, we, that goes have a long. A
4: cocktail, Bob. Don't don't leave the alcohol. Out. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's right. That tends to clean the system out pretty well. T-
4: <laughs> yeah, it kills germs. They keep telling me it kills germs, so you know. <laughs>
1: Bill Barnett, again, <laughs> former mayor of Naples. Bill, I just always appreciate having you on the show and your your commentary here. Thank you so much for joining us.
4: Bob, you have a wonderful, wonderful weekend, and you take care.
1: Thank you. You as well. Thank you, Bill. Well, that's a wrap here on today's show. I hope you enjoyed it. I had fun. I uh, hope you'll join us tomorrow. We'll visit with William Yatman, research fellow at the Cato Institute. We'll visit with Jonathan Butcher, who is with the... Uh, heritage foundation michael cannon is the education or director of health studies at the cato institute and dave beagle the author of the devil at our doorstep will be joining us as well i always appreciate your comments on the show you can send me an email at bobharden at hotmail.com bobharden at hotmail.com i hope you make it a great day on the paradise coast or wherever you are namaste